0: Okay, Mr. Chu said, leaning both his elbows on his desk at school and staring down at the open physics book. If you get this one right, you are the man. That's capital T, capital M. Hit me, Tick responded. Even he could hear the tiredness in his own voice. He'd been studying with Mr. Chu for more than an hour, question after question. Tick was schooled at home now since Master George had insisted that it was too dangerous for Tick to be out and about with classmates and the general public every day. But enough time had passed that Tick had finally convinced his parents and Master George to let him visit Mr. Chu three times a week in the afternoons. Any break from the house was welcome, even if it did involve his former teacher grilling him with questions about physics. Mr. Chu glanced up before continuing a grin spreading across his face. Tick faltered a moment, hating how much the man looked like his alterant from the fourth reality. Like Reginald Chu, the evil Reginald Chu, who was stuck, uncomfortably, Tick hoped, in a place called the Nonex. Too bad Master George didn't have a clue as to where the No Nonex was, or what it was, or anything else about it. Okay, Mr. Chu said, speaking slowly. How does the wave particle property paradox contradict the theorems related to radiation damping and nonlinearity in the pilot wave interpretation of quantum mechanics? Tick slumped back in his chair. He barely understood the question, much less knew the answer. Figuring his brain had finally gone to sleep, he murmured, I give up. My head's not working right now. Mr. Chu laughed and any remnant of his alterant was wiped away in a flash. (laughs) I was just kidding. I'm not sure the question even made sense, actually. Tick couldn't help but feel relieved. He needed to understand quantum physics and all the sciences in order to figure out what was wrong with him. He had an extremely dangerous influence over Chikarta, the force that ruled the world of quantum physics, or QP, as Mr. Chu liked to call it and Tick had very nearly killed himself and countless others when his chikarta had gotten out of control just a few months ago. Since then, he'd been careful not to get too excited or too angry. So far, nothing bad had happened, except for the time he'd sent his poor dad flying across the room and through an upstairs window. If it hadn't been for that bush... Well, needless to say, the bush didn't survive, but his dad whose weight was classified somewhere between pudgy and ginormous, did, though he had complained about a hurt back for weeks sending Tick on countless runs to the kitchen to get him cookies and milk to enjoy during their video game battles. "'Tick?' Mr. Chu asked, snapping his fingers. Tick realized he'd been staring at the floor, completely lost in his thoughts. "'Oh, sorry. I was just thinking about something.' Mr. Chu yawned, then closed the science book with a loud thump. Well, you've got a lot to think about. Any problems lately? No. He looked into his teacher's eyes, trying to see if he could read anything there. The man had been through just as much as Tick had, and Tick worried about him. What about you? Have you, uh, gotten over it? Gotten over what? Being imprisoned by a bunch of thugs? Forced to torment you and your friends? Almost killed? What's there to get over? Tick shook his head, trying not to look sad, but knowing he did. Thinking back to what had happened in the fourth reality and everything that led up to it always made him sad. He didn't even really understand why, or at least he told himself that. After all, they'd escaped. They were safe. All seemed fine in the world. But deep down, he knew why he felt sad. He knew all too well. It was her. It was Mistress Jane. What he'd done to her. Tick, Mr. Chu repeated, snapping his fingers again. What's buzzing in that brain of yours? I didn't mean to hurt her, Tick said, almost whispering. His heart felt like a squishy pile of mud. I don't even know exactly what I did to her. For all we know, I killed her. Mr. Chu stood up, shaking his head. Enough of that. He picked up the book and slid it inside Tick's backpack, then held the pack out toward him. Seriously, you shouldn't feel one ounce of guilt for something that happened completely out of your control.